Civilization itself rests upon the soil. Thomas Jefferson What if I told you there was a relatively simple, cost-effective way to help feed the world, reduce pollution, pull carbon from the atmosphere, protect biodiversity, and make farmers more money? If this was true, you might assume that governments around the world would race to embrace it. Well, there is, and they aren't. Not yet, anyway. Why not? Because the solution challenges a century of conventional wisdom and powerful commercial interests and requires a profound shift in how we think about and treat the least glamorous resource of all, the soil beneath our feet. But before we get to the good news, let's look at where we are and how we got here. It's not a rosy picture. We have already degraded at least a third of the world's agricultural land. A third. And though we rarely hear about it, degradation of farmland presents as great a threat to civilization as global conflict, our exploding population, climate change, and dwindling supplies of fresh water. In 2015, the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization released a report by a consortium of scientists from around the world that estimated soil degradation erodes almost half a percent of our global crop production capacity each year. By any accounting, such a trend can't go on for long without serious consequences. Indeed, we are already seeing foreign interests buy up farmland in developing nations, not to grow food for the local populace, but for export back home. With food shortages already fueling violence in drought and conflict-plagued regions like Nigeria, Somalia, and Syria, such arrangements will not favor global stability. Among the classical elements of earth, soil, air, climate, fire, energy, and water, it is the first that consistently gets overlooked or shortchanged in public discourse and policy. Yet, we might consider fertile soil as the ultimate strategic resource. For there is no substitute as there is for oil, and it cannot be distilled as fresh water can be from seawater, nor cleaned by filters as air can. And because we do not fully recognize the value of what's beneath our feet, we risk repeating ancient mistakes on a global scale. From the Roman Empire to the Maya and Polynesia's Easter Island, one great civilization after another sank into poverty and eventual demise after destroying their topsoil. But the effect of soil degradation on human societies is not simply a historical footnote. We, too, are facing challenges these once thriving societies faced, only now simultaneously from North Carolina to Costa Rica, India, and Africa. And if we don't implement solutions soon we'll find ourselves in the same dire circumstances globally as did our regional predecessors. For with even less fertile soil, how will we feed several billion more people in the future? Unlike other environmental problems such as dwindling water supplies and loss of forests, the degradation of soil fertility has gone relatively unnoticed. It happens so slowly that it rarely becomes the crisis du jour, Therein lies the problem. The once Edenic, now impoverished places that spawned Western civilization illustrate one of history's most underappreciated lessons. Societies that don't take care of their soil do not last. 
We cannot afford to repeat the mistakes of the past now that there's nowhere left to go. We've already farmed, developed, or degraded and abandoned pretty much all the land well-suited for agriculture over the long run. Today, however, feeding the world is more of an economic and distribution, and therefore political, problem than an agronomic one. Even with the loss of a substantial amount of fertile land, we currently harvest enough food to feed everyone, in principle, if not in practice. But we can't count on being able to meet the demand for long if fertile cropland continues to shrink while the global population continues to rise. Of course, there are other dimensions to the problem of global hunger. Aside from population growth, there are issues of land tenure and how much of our harvests goes to feed livestock and cars, biofuels. But a far too neglected factor in thinking about how to feed the world of tomorrow is the potential to restore land.